Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Buzz Dixon. I am the writer and story editor of G.I. Joe, and I'm here at Knowing is Half the Podcast, and uh, I'm with Ray, Robert, and Gina, and have a good time. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight one. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. Everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, this time with less musical theater. Boo! We Boo. want more musical theater! Give the people what when they want! When you see a guy <laughs> reach for stars in the sky, you can bet that he's doing it for some doll. Guys, I take it all back. <laughs> Same amount of musical theater as last episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we will just have to learn to live with it. Uh, this is an episode called Raise the Flag. Written by David Karen. David Karen. Now that name sounds very familiar. Battle for the Train of Gold, The Viper's Coming, The Great Alaskan Land Rush, okay. and of course, Sink the Montana. Sink the Montana. So he likes boat-based episodes. He sank the motherfucker and then brought it back up. Well, we're raising the flag, not the Montana. I mean, basically, same deal. What, what I really liked about this episode just off the top is there are callbacks all over the place in this episode. Well, yeah. two, two big ones. But that's good enough for me to be all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Um, which we will get I, to. I when enjoy we get to. callbacks a lot, especially for a show like this where it's you know GI Joe. I think does it a lot more than other cartoons, cartoons. of the same era or even yeah. of the '90s as well. Of just like bringing back like stuff from the past. Like Futurama is a show I use as an example of a show that just kept yeah. expanding their universe and everything was canon and it just mm-hmm. kept building upon itself. Batman the Animated Series has a lot of callbacks. A lot, sure a lot do. of those superhero shows. You know, you got to pay attention. Uh, Spider-Man also in the 90s did that. X-Men. X-Men did it too. Yeah. But I mean, G.I. Joe doing it, I think it's just extra special because they create such a unique universe mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. these characters inhabit that every chance they do it, I just, I mark out every single I mean, so time. much so that they do the Amazon Worlds thing where, you know, they've created a universe that, and allowed people to uh, write fanfic in that world. Ooh, I mean, yeah. it's it. Why are we not writing fanfic, guys? I, I don't know. That is a, that's a good question. I mean, uh, take a brief moment. A Buzz Dixon has a wonderful piece on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On, uh, uh, Kindle Worlds. The called The Most Dangerous Man in the World. Man in the world. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you should go buy it. 
Gina is already working on one with uh, a wetsuit and Leatherneck, uh-huh. where they have sex with each other, and then she goes to watch episodes of Arrow and Flash on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. it's called Two Dicks, One Remote. It's super sexy. <laughs> so if you miss Wednesday's uh, Know Your Joe episode uh, about go, Battle go Android back Troopers, and listen to it to know. What go we're back and about. listen, and then I mean, you'll understand like, this callback. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like that stands on its own. <laughs> It really Guys, does. We we do we like callbacks too. We've looped a mystery through all of the episodes of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, may, and it's up to you, the listener, to solve it. What you have to understand is, on the very final episode, one of us will murder one of the other ones. And if you correctly guess who murders who, <laughs> I think they could guess now who's going to murder who on this podcast. I'm Robert Chan. I'm Gina Ibolito. Oh, you're going to beat my thunder. All right, I'm Race to Canis. That's fine. But no, we already passed your bit. If you don't say it before we get to it, then you don't get. I'm I'm deleting that when I go back to the editing. I'm going to delete your name. Well, then I'm going to delete all our names. Big jerk. <laughs> no one will get a name. This I command. This is going to be a real weird episode where just there are just weird blank spots, and then people referring to things that aren't there. It's only Gina talking. <laughs> That's what the monologue. people want. That's what the people want. Give them what they want, Just everybody. Back and forth, weird editing battle. <laughs> with, with an occasional sound clip from the episode of the show. Bet- Somebody make a super cut. <laughs> Just Gina. <laughs> It'll be called the Just Gina special. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the one that everyone listens to. It'll be everyone's favorite episode. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Well, we open up in the middle of the water. We haven't seen Roadblock in a while. We haven't seen Roadblock in a while. No. I like his new uniform. I do Can not I like that? his new uniform. Oh. You don't like it? No. I, w- I wasn't paying attention to uniforms. Well, the previous one was just like a, 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 an A-frame, for lack of a better term, a wife beater shirt uh-huh, uh-huh. that is a, a camouflage pattern and then just like a, a, a tactical pants. Okay. And his new one, he has a lot more of just like a vest on it. He's got a little placard. I think he got promoted. I think that's what the storyline oh. is. No, I th- I think he got a girlfriend and she was like, I'm not going to have, I'm not, you're not going to go out dressed like that. Here, let's do this. This we'll is go to sell to... more toys, right? When they change their outfits. Yeah, they did. But I mean, I really do believe in storylines that it's just like in the G.I. Joe movies where The Rock plays Roadblock. He gets promoted and then he has like a more of a, a leadership role. Ugh, so they had to change spoiler up alert. His... I haven't seen that oh one yet, God. right? Uh, well, you will. <laughs> I guarantee it at some point for the show. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited, to be honest. Uh, Zipline Ninjas. That's the only thing you need to know about the Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, movie. Yes. It's wonderful. Uh, that's the most wonderful part. <laughs> that might be the only wonderful part. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I just think like you know when you when you take on a leadership role, then you got You can't wear just like the apron and the t-shirt with like the the logo on it. You got to come in with a collared shirt you bought it like you know Ross. Oh, like, I, I think that's sort of what he's done in this situation. Oh man, I would not want to be promoted if it means less comfy clothes. Well, it's different in most industries than uh, the entertainment industry, Gina. When you get <laughs> yeah, promoted, the in higher up you go in entertainment, the little sloppier you're looking. You know that you've made it when you just show up naked. You're eventually just gonna turn into Steven Spielberg with his baseball hat and scraggly beard. And... That's it. You know why? Because ain't nobody gonna tell him what to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, for example, I mean, Kevin Smith. What does he wear? Like hockey jerseys everywhere he goes. Yeah, now? he loves his jerseys. I mean, I do too, but I mean, I'm not allowed to wear them at work. I feel like if I ever uh, make it in the business, I'm going to go to the Sam Raimi route and I'll start wearing um, uh, like suit and ties. Oh crap! Cool like that. I like that. Uh, here's the thing: I'm never going to be successful in this business, <laughs> so Aww. I do not have to worry about it. Not in the least. 
I'm going to just keep yeah. on wearing Hawaiian shirts and jorts. And, That's the uh, same conversation as, you know, when I win the lottery. <laughs> I usually, my, my method whenever I start a new, a new writing job is first day, get dressed up like blazer. Heels. Yeah, like heels, wow. maybe, maybe like, like I think like at regular show it was like leggings, a Star Wars T-shirt, but it had a blazer over it and heels, and uh, then it was like, and and compared to everyone else, I was like fancy as fuck, and then I'm like, yeah, I've set the precedent that I'm fancy, and now I can be extra sloppy, <laughs> and then they just remember that first time. It's true. First impression, last impression. Yeah, That's all exactly. Ever remembers. Exactly. And then unless you do something really <laughs> fucked up, her last day of the job, just walking in with a ball gown, like fuck you, <laughs> and that was a smoke bomb. That was the sound of a smoke bomb. In case yeah, you were, oh yeah, I hadn't made that clear. I thought, I thought she was taking a dump on That's the floor. That's always the last day. <laughs> That's a problem if that's what your dumps sound like, right? Yeah, that is a concern. You are eating too much lead. You should see a doctor. <laughs> you guys, I should probably make an appointment. Yeah. So we're at the beginning of the episode, and Leatherneck and Wetsuit are already fighting uh, with each other. Uh. It takes five seconds into the episode, and they are already going. Like, we ended the last episode with them going after each other. Yeah. We start the next episode. So I don't know. I mean, obviously. I mean, knowing what I know about TV and cartoons, you don't necessarily know the order on a show like this of when a show is going to be put in the order. So it's not like they planned for two back-to-back leatherneck wetsuit in recovery fighting with each other episodes. <laughs> but that's exactly where we're going to end it's up. A, it's a pretty funny through line, though, I guess. It is good. I mean, it's a good look. you got two characters. Mm. They're always fighting with each other, but they respect sure. each other. Just sprinkle it. Spread it out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, two, two in a row. It's like uh, the old uh, Rasenage. You don't put two tag team matches back to back. Tag Never. team uh, back speaking, again. Party on party people. So let's begin. Uh, I was about to make this reference before you jumped <laughs> in with a 90s hip hop reference. And I... <laughs> I would I would argue that they're both about equivalent, <laughs> um, Sweet. but this one uh, probably uh, uh, Ray uh, noticed. Why you couldn't Calhoun across the with a shovel? And then uh, uh, what did he say? General, you couldn't, hit- couldn't hit Haystack Calhoun over the across the rump with a shovel. And, uh, very famous old wrestler. Yep, and then okay. uh, big hillbilly. Uh, what's what's his face jumps in uh, General uh, uh, General Hawk. Bud. Thank you. I just I don't Doofus care butt? for him. I don't, I don't either. care for him. He's, he's the dad. He's the dad of the episode. You need him to rein in uh, the goofiness sometimes. Uh, you mean, can give him some personality though, Alan instead of just Thick, unpleasant. Alan, Alan Thick on was growing a, was pains. lovely on growing pains. That's he was how like, I feel. Yeah, like no, him. he was like the kindly voice of reason and a disciplinarian. Hawk is just like I'm grumpy. That's I have erectile does. dysfunction for the past fifteen it, years. And it makes me sad. I was just okay, going to say that he is a sitcom dad, but yeah, erectile dysfunction was not a. Not what I was looking at. Well, if you're a sitcom dad long enough, don't you end up in an ad for erectile dysfunction? <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I did, but I did want to point out that uh, he then continues on the uh, the wrestling bit by saying, uh, um, uh, "Nobody wants to see your two out of three falls." Yep. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, yep. that's a very very specific uh, professional wrestling reference." What makes me laugh is that I was so comfortable with that set of references, I didn't even take a note because it didn't seem to miss to me. I think I blocked it out of my mind because I also didn't take any notes on it. Uh, yeah, Haystacks Calhoun was. A, it wasn't just like, oh, you wouldn't, you couldn't hit a professional wrestler with a, you know, whatever. It was like Haystacks Calhoun is a specific wrestler. Yeah. Uh, that uh, um, I wonder because I don't think he ever made it into the WWE. I don't know if he would have, if uh, the kids would have necessarily gotten that reference unless they lived specifically in the region where he. I want to say he was big back in like the seventies. Like that was his time. I'd have yeah. to, you know, if you want to look that one up uh, for a posterity's sake. 
Um, the the GI Joe shows up in an oil rig, which is a great place to put a Cobra base, right? And I just I really appreciated their tactic here. Yeah, they yeah. just drive up three guys in head to toe, like basically Homer Simpson at the nuclear power plant. Here <laughs> are looking over the edge, and he's just like, "Hey, we think Cobra might be here. You seen him?" Yeah, have you seen anything suspicious? There's got to be a better way to do this, General Hawk. Well, what really infuriates me is Zartan can't keep his disguise, and his disguise <laughs> is a bodysuit for like two seconds. All you'd have to say is, no, no man, maybe yeah. check another oil rig. So they're both idiots, basically. Everybody like, here is, is wrong. Idiot for just... Also, are you allowed to just walk up to like civilians and be like, hey, we're a secret military operation. We're hunting this group called Cobra. Have you seen anything I suspicious? I feel like if you're going to go out into the middle of the ocean <laughs> with a bunch of hovercrafts, you've already got a set of brass balls, so you might as well just go all the way. Because hovercrafts are a terrible idea for assaulting a, a what is it, like an oil rigging platform. It's not a good plan. It would be like cops going door to door being like, we heard there's a child molester in this area. <laughs> are, Do you you, are you one of them? Yeah, but they're doing it on a Zamboni. <laughs> Does this does this tactic work? <laughs> I just uh uh But yeah, Zartan gives up the game within five seconds. They immediately even. start start fighting. There's a giant ambush, yeah. And then I I tuned everything out until someone said, Sounds like you need an extra heavy load. Okay, well let's just go ahead and do the sound poll, Gina. <laughs> uh Slipstream has to me the line of the episode when he says Sounds like you need an extra heavy load. Yeah, Sounds oh, hold on. Exactly what you're gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you need an extra heavy load, and that's exactly what you're gonna get. Yeah, Slipstream is super turned what? on. In Wait this a minute, moment. that that went. I think you were <laughs> aiming for sexy. I was aiming for both sexy like, and terrifying. Like like the most uh, 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 the, the saddest serial killer. <laughs> uh, that's an extra heavy load. And that's what you're going to get. Before, oh, my lumbar. Before you drop uh, an anvil on their head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a terrible... I mean, if as far as serial killers go, that's... It, it, it's uh, not effective. It's my it's... fetish. I keep an anvil uh, anchored above my bed, and sometimes it gets loose and kills my partner. I mean... Uh, somebody dressed me. up as Wiley Coyote diddled me when I was a kid, and so now I... <laughs> I just go around. <laughs> I'm going to take out the entire Acme Corporation. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have two questions here. Uh, this was an actual plot line in a previous episode. This is like the, the singing of the Montana thing? I had to go back and look at it. Now, um, this is not sinking of the Montana. This is the USS Flag aircraft carrier, the biggest toy of the entire G.I. Joe line. And I had to go back and remember, but the episode two-parter that ended season one, There's No Place Like Springfield, oh, uh-huh. had the USS Flag basically on fire when Shipwreck like gets hurt and goes down. Okay, okay. And so I think they're retconning that story just a little bit. Okay, got it. I don't remember it. from that series the USS Flag actually sinking. But yeah, it did. The, uh, it the, the helicarrier... The Cobra helicarrier ran into it, it and they both into sank. It. Okay. Oh, so That's why they were both together. Okay. I went back okay. and I watched part of it and I just I just missed that part okay. of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, because yeah, they're pulling from that episode and saying that it's crashed down. Okay, below. I had I had vague memories. And then my second question is why do Zartan's brother and sister look exactly like each other, but nothing like Zartan? Um well. Like even if even if you're not even talking about hair, like if we're assuming that that is a hood on his head and he's bald underneath, yeah, of course he is. Maybe when he grows out hair, it would be red. But if you look at their noses, how their noses are drawn, like those, they look nothing alike. But the brother and sister look like you know male and female versions of the same person. 
They really do. So I feel like we're going to get a plot line later on where it turns out that Zartan's mom had an affair with someone else. Do you think well, it's possible that they're twins? Like uh, fraternal twins, if they look oh, so much alike. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I honestly don't know if that's true or not. I haven't thought looked it, it up. Seems I just like it would. Be, I mean, I mean, they dress alike too. They walk alike. They talk alike. <laughs> sometimes they even dress alike. Uh, what a crazy pair! Just, but they're twins. I b- no. I believe that they mentioned that they're half brother and sister to Zartan. Oh, so okay, okay. okay. So so uh, his mom good did, choice. did also, get, get deported. Also, going back, it was the episode Computer Complications, where computer the complications. Uh, computer uh, helicopter carrier crashes into the flag and sinks oh. it. Oh, was it? Okay. And also, Haystacks Calhoun uh, retired uh, in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, and eventually had to uh, lost his left leg to diabetes and died in 1989 Aww. because he was so goddamn fat. Now who gets dark at the end, Chan? Uh, well, we're not at the end. Well, we're at, we're <laughs> still at the very beginning. So okay, computer complications. I have to go back and watch that one again because I remembered the uh, you know the the shipwreck episode and I remembered it being on fire. So okay, there you go, guys. That's where your continuity is. Good pull, though, all the same. Good pull. Good. Pull. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to the people, Chan. <laughs> We learned that why the USS flag is important is because there was an antimatter pod. Sure. Some sort of powering device. There's always antimatter stuff going on. Yep. Right? And we just left it there. Yeah. Is this one a good place to keep your antimatter pod <laughs> yep. if it, there's only one in existence? Just to clarify, uh, antimatter, when it comes in contact with matter, uh, uh, aka stuff. Yep. Yeah, literally anything in the world. Uh, has an incredibly explosive reaction. If that much antimatter, however much, uh, enough to power the eastern seaboard, they say at one point, uh, is just left there, eventually it's going to come into contact with matter yes. and probably destroy a... Just, it, it would be like the equivalent of uh, uh, a meteor strike. In the middle of uh, the Atlantic? Is that's that where not, it went down? Yeah, that's not good. Uh, although it looks like it's over... It's it's over in a gigantic uh, trench, which I took to be the Marianas Trench. Like that would be the only thing that would be deep enough that it's like ah fuck it, just leave it there. Do we want that happening so close to the core of the of the? I mean, like of the Earth? Are you about to say the Earth Ray? Do you know how deep the Earth is? No, but what I'm saying is, I would think that uh, that it would do more damage the deeper down it would go into the Earth. It would ripple effect and do more damage that way. Am I completely mistaken? I'm gonna say yes. Uh, just, but it just was still on principle, to... you're going to say. <laughs> I know yeah. that in, uh, from the movies, from the Star Trek, the the recent movie, that it also uh, starts an alternate timeline. Yes. Uh, when you touch antimatter, so mm-hmm. that's going to happen in GI Joe pretty soon. So uh, who plays Roadblock in the uh, the alternate? <laughs> oh, I guess that would be that would be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No, oh, in the uh, alternate universe, it's actually Kevin Hart. Ooh. Oh, okay, okay, right. and it's not good. Like casting. he needs to, yeah, he needs not to overcome good. a lot of physical. Like he, he works out, like role. he gets really buff for that role, but he's still only five foot one. So it's yeah. just they had to cast actually a series. So the, of in the alternate people. universe, there's like a terrible casting choices. Well, in the alternate universe, of, I'd say in both uh, universes, Central <laughs> Intelligence, uh, Kevin Hart is the uh, is the big buff dude, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson is the scrawny uh, comic relief yep. guy. Oh man. But somehow in our version of uh, the new GI Joe movie, the RZA still also plays a blind ninja master. Hell so yeah! That was that was that yeah. was a mistake. Every, was never going in to not happen. every universe. What mistake? Oh, Chan. how dare you! That is oh, the best Chan. choice. It's something. Do you not understand? Have you have you not watched uh, uh, Luke Cage? You I don't know yet. how great that. 
Is the RZA in Luke Cage? Uh, he does the uh, music. That he has to me. Okay. The soundtrack. Oh. But he doesn't act in it, playing a role of a character with feelings and a personality. Uh huh. Who's the RZA? He's one of the Wu Tang. Come on. Okay. Come on. Gina. Gina. Uh, dude, Gina. Y- do you know how hard it is for me to memorize names from G.I. Joe, a cartoon that we watch literally every week? I'm going <laughs> to memorize the names of everyone in every band ever? I think not. <laughs> the Wu Tang Clan, Gina. Listen, I know I know that Justin Timberlake was in InSync. And who else was in InSync? Uh, Joey Fatone because he's fat and they call him the fat one. I just that's hope a, you do at least a, have that That's one. a pun name. Mm-hmm. Ghostface Killer. <laughs> Ghostface Killer was in InSync. I feel like yeah. if I tried really hard, I had a roommate in college who really liked InSync, so if I tried really hard, there's like the crazy haired one, Chris Catan. No, Chris Kirkpatrick. Chris Catan, Chris Catan ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> From Saturday Night Live, yeah, like yeah, Mango Weepers. Yeah. Mango is. <laughs> Come on, say, I mean, really, they're interchangeable. They're both. They're both. Uh, I don't want to be mean. <laughs> I think we're just going to keep moving right along right now before we get ourselves in trouble. Cobra Ooh. Commander. Uh, uh, he uh, he has a plan because this is his mission. Serpentor's hanging back at the base. Yep. This is Cobra Commander mission. He goes, Zartan, just wait till they go down to get the thing, and then go follow them and get the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a very smart, reasonable smart. plan, right? Mm-hmm. And there's only one teeny tiny sub in the area, yeah. so they don't have the option of taking other people. That's not a good plan. No. That's a very bad plan. I think it's a good plan. I would say also Zartan. Oh, oh, on the Joe's side, it's not a good plan. Uh, on both sides. Got. Oh, okay. Uh, Zartan and his uh, uh, brethren are not the best choice to go down. They are not. But That's I mean, who true. else is there? Storm Shadow's not there, you know. Major what Blood has? Where? Is not there. Why have we not seen Storm Shadow in? Ugh, whitewashing. So I feel like Storm Shadow like quit when Serpentor came around, and I know that can't be true. But I'm just like, he's got to be like, look, I follow Cobra Commander. This Serpentor guy, he's like being all like bossy and stuff. I actually think like what probably happened was when they started to build Serpentor from the DNA. Uh, uh, Storm Shadow is the only one that was like, okay, this might go horribly wrong. So I'm just going to sort of like fade into the shadows and watch. And then like no one will ever bring me up. They won't know that I'm like on the books as, as an employee. Oh, so yeah. Because he's, he's, he's a freelancer. Like, yeah, yeah. So he's just been sort of like laying low. If you could get paid without doing work, I, I highly recommend that. No, I, I think he's not even doing That's work. I think he's just like though, sort it? of hanging mm-hmm. around in the shadows of, of the, the Cobra headquarters and and Cobra Commander isn't going to say like, oh, I wonder what happened to that one guy that worked for me. There was a really awesome guy, Serpentor, that worked for me because Cobra Commander knows better than that. He's like, oh, shit. But Storm Shadow's planning something. <laughs> He's cooking something up. Yeah. Well, can I just get to uh, Zartan follows their sub like 20 feet away. Yeah. Like, he would fail the video game follow mission. So much then, so that he literally gets into a fender bender with Yeah, them. he just rams butt rams him. Like, just, you don't need to be that close to no. know where he's going yeah. you have no, sonar and whatnot mm-hmm. like Zart again zartan poor choice even i think poor Xandar choice for Zarana. everything let's be honest you know what yes <laughs> it's all true and then through the uh, intercom system we have our second callback yeah cold slither playing over the loudspeakers mm-hmm. which was awesome here's the thing i will say uh uh until until they actually go onto the sh- underwater ship this was a pretty normal episode and then coming up right here, I just put, yes, it got weird. So five minutes in, it gets weird. No, uh, but I, I actually weird. timed it. It was like seven, which seven, in a 22-minute okay. episode, that's far in to start getting weird. Act two. Yeah. So that's where we are. 
But I'm glad it got weird because otherwise I would have been kind of bored, to be honest. <laughs> well, I, there's also a quote in here that I just absolutely loved when somebody said, holy Lloyd Bridges. Yeah, yeah. And I had to make a note because wrestling things, they'll just go right past me because I assume everybody talks that way. <laughs> but holy Lloyd Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked it if later on someone was like, ah, Bo Bridges. Bo Bridges. Yeah, just all the bridges. I don't know that Bo Bridges was doing a lot of work at this time. <laughs> that, that's true. He was He was, He was. was a youngin, well, maybe. Is it just Actually, an expression, or was Lloyd Bridges in something about a downed aircraft carrier or something? Oh, like, you know what? He has, a very, he has a very wide-reaching career, so maybe. Well, he did a lot of those disaster movies back in the day, which is why uh, I asked the question. Wasn't he in, like, Airport Airpl- 1976? Airplane. Well, he was an airplane making like playing a parody of himself playing those roles, I believe. Hot shots. No, that sure. was that hadn't come well, out yet. There came to be a point where he only did comedy. High but, noon, blown away. But I would think like in the late sixties and through the seventies, Lloyd Bridges was a much like Leslie Nielsen was a much more serious actor playing a very specific set of roles. Yeah, yeah. Uh I mean I because back in the seventies, disaster movies were sort of like the thing. Uh, and so, you know, the whole genre of it, it's sort of like how now we have superhero movies uh, for the kids at home. Uh, back in the 70s, replace superhero movies with disaster movies. And it was always just about an airplane crashing or a building collapsing. But then all that stuff yeah. got really real after 9-11. So we don't really do <laughs> disaster movies anymore. Yeah, he did a lot of westerns. A lot of westerns, too. Okay. That may, everybody oh, did Battlestar Galactica, the original Battlestar oh, Galactica. Oh, very nice. So okay. maybe that, you know. Who do you play on Battlestar Galactica? I didn't even know uh, that. Commander Kane. There you go. Herman Kane. He played Herman uh-huh. Kane. Uh-huh. He's, he's doing great things for the uh, government. There it is. So, okay. So here we go. We get down to the inside of the ship, and they find out that there's a whole lot of air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they come a, up because uh, obviously they have to exchange insurance info. Yes, <laughs> you know you don't want to be a jerk and just drive away. That's yeah. illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Zartan's going to shoot him, and then basically Leatherneck Roadblock and Wetsuit are like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now? Look, we're trapped under a ship. We need every one of us to get ourselves out of this. If you kill us, you will also die. You big dummy, dumb dumb head." Also, at this point, they're like evenly matched, right? Isn't it three on three? Yeah, except uh, Zartan's got the weapon drawn. That's the only that does make a difference. I, I mean, it, in theory. You know, in TV, though, it's just as easy as being like, okay, okay. (laughs) You guys missing it at home. Gina just literally did acrobatics in her chair of ninja chops. Is that is that, is that what that was? <laughs> it was either that or a seizure. Yeah, I'm not Ray, sure. Ray has never seen acrobatics. I mean, it looks like she was playing that uh, old version of uh, Street Fighter, the one with the two big buttons that you have to punch rather than Yeah, the, that's uh, how I fight. It's just like, <laughs> or maybe playing bongos. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a bongo playing Gina I was Gina going right up there. here, though, too. So these bongos are big bongos. Outside. Big bongos. I'm into it. <laughs> bongo, bongo, bongo. I don't want to leave the Congo. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going musical for this theme, it's aren't not, we? Not you guys are giving me a thing, look right it's now. It's not a real that thing. That is a Danny Kaye song. A Danny Kaye song? Is he also in the Wu-Tang Clan? <laughs> he is also in the Wu-Tang Clan. Him and Old Dirty Bastard did a side <laughs> album together. Oh, my gracious. Okay, so uh, we meet a new character to G.I. Joe, and he's the Cobra Chef because he's wearing an apron. God, I love and him. no shoes. I and love his this name guy. Is, I, I look through a magazine the missionary's wife conceals. Magazine? What happens? I see how people who are civilized... Are they doing an accent? This is a very racist song. I forgot to mention. The song is called Civilization. <laughs> bongo, bongo, bongo. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
Wow. Oh, par- oh, I guess it was in Fallout 3. That's how you know it from. Actually, from I knew Fallout. it because they did it on the Muppet Show once back in the day. And then they- it was also in Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. So I've heard it 10 million times now. All right. All right. Giving me that look. But also, yes, that song is a bit racist. <laughs> just a bit. Just Danny Kaye is literally doing an African accent, and that's all you need to know about it. Oh, boy. Like, they literally, you know how, like, you read in, like, when they, uh, 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 in some types of old musical theater, how they'll respell words, how you're supposed to pronounce it mm-hmm. linguistically mm-hmm. for uh-huh. the racist accent you're supposed to be playing the character mm-hmm. with. Yeah. That song is written with a whole bunch of words and expressions intentionally written incorrectly so <laughs> they can be racist. <laughs> I mean, that was a big thing back then. No, listen, it's from a different era when bad things were okay, but we know better now in theory. Uh, so bongo, 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 I don't want to leave the Congo. Oh, no, 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 no. Bingo, bango, bungle. I'm so happy in the jungle. Bunghole? to go. Yes. Bungle. Just bungle. Oh, I thought you said bunghole. I mean, it's uh, only a slight bridge. Don't want no bright lights, false teeth, doorbells, landlords. I make it clear that no matter how they coax him, I'll stay right here. Whew. Oh boy! Oh those! Oh it gets worse! All right! Oh it gets way worse! Let's move on! Let's move on! B. A. Lacar. Let's talk about B. A. Lacar because this guy is a delight for seven seasons. I pulled up uh, a character that you probably don't recognize. His name is Doctor Sane, and he was on uh, uh, Doctor Sane. Okay, Star Blazers. And I got very much the same vibe. He doesn't have the beard, but he's a kooky, nutty, tubby dude. Uh His clothes are less tattered, but that's because he's been taken care of. Right, right. But it's a uh, it's a classic. Uh, it's a trope uh, character. Yeah. yeah, type an archetype. Yeah, if you will. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. Well, he's he's an absolute delight. And actually, this is what kills me is he refers to the entire USS flag now as Lacar City. And I got a complete, you're talking about Fallout a moment ago. In Fallout 3, there's an aircraft carrier called Rivet City. And that's all I could think of the entire rest of the episode was that he had a post-apocalyptic, effectively, uh, aircraft carrier city built. And I'm wondering if maybe part of the, you know, part of that might have given them an idea, at least subconsciously. I I love it because you know that I I prefer when the episodes get weird. Um, I I like that he's, his his initials are B.A., right? His episodes were B.A., and I would assume B.A. would stand for badass, but I, I would I be was wrong. thinking, because, like, no, B.A. B.A. Baracus from A-Team Which was is, a thing Was bad at this attitude. Point. Yeah. In theory. It's possible that this was timed such that uh, a child would expect that B.A. means uh, well, bad- it, badass. It's supposed like to be B.A. badass, Baracus. but for the sake of network television, they changed it to bad attitude. Right. But let's face it. Bad attitude, motherfucker, is not what BAMF means. <laughs> <laughs> so when he says BA stands uh, for Bon Appetit, because he's a chef. I love it. <laughs> uh, the district attorney, what are the defendants accused <laughs> yes. of? Your honor, the defendants have willfully trespassed on the sacred deck plates of Licar City. Oh, a serious charge. He puts them on trial. I love him. And I love it. And he's Uh, every uh, he's every member of the court. Two things. (laughs) Uh, One, I I I feel like eventually um, Flint Dilly brought this character back as the Quintessons in Transformers. Maybe Uh, they're the uh, uh, tentacled robots that have three faces. And they do the trial of the Transformers in the movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Also, 
Dick Godier is just killing it here. Crushing. He, like, the only other person that gets this, gets to have this much fun is Chris Lotta. Um, there, uh, it I feels think- like they just told him, like, just, uh, just go nuts. I would say maybe Zartan occasionally. Zartan gets some wild, crazy screaming and shouting that he gets to do from time yeah. to time. Well, no, this is it's thing. normal, though, I feel like. It's okay. like normal screaming. Yeah, this, this he gets to ham it up. Okay, he, he, he gets absolutely to play a gets bunch of super yeah. cartoony characters. I mean, we're bordering on Bugs Bunny territory here. Yeah. Yes. Like the way he uh, has all these different voices and just gets to be like, I'm the king here. <laughs> and it's just amazing. So I love this guy. And then there's a turning point for me where I'm like, oh, fuck you. I know what you're going to say. What? Yeah. Real quick before we get there, I just have written down here, this is clearly a John Hodgman character. Oh, yeah, <laughs> If you yeah, were to cast yeah. it with today's people, John Hod- this he would kill this role. He has a, kill what it. we have here is a failure to commun- communicate, Cool Hand Luke line in here, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, he also considers himself the last surviving member of Cobra. I love it. I love it. And so Zartan thinks he can be okay by saying, hey- Cobra's still existed this whole time, at which point he's like, oh, and you left me down here, yeah. asshole. Yeah, like, good, good try. Also, here's the thing. So you mean to tell me that six people, right? That's what we're, do- that's what we're dealing with. Six yep. people can't take one crazy guy and three or four bats? Oh, three or four bats is the problem here. Those if bats. he had 20 or 30 bats, then yep. he would be absolutely a crush. Those are monster bats <laughs> right there. Yeah, but a 1v1 bat Joe ratio means those bats are insane. You don't know until you try. Also, it, like if they go off of his voice command, just like punch him in the throat and then, and then chop his head off or something. Like if all of you Chop rush the one up. crazy wow, guy, Gina, it got a little dark in here. I'm just saying, if if his thing, I don't is think like, we've, I don't think there's been a single decapitation this entire series, <laughs> and we've been through weird. a fair number That's of episodes. Weird. Now. Usually, yeah. usually yeah. children's shows have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we learn the truth of that he has got kelp beds set up to grow seaweed that he's been eating. He's using the antimatter device to create Super air smart. and water. Mm-hmm. And he he mentions giving people tomain poisoning. I'm not familiar with what tomaine poisoning is. It's uh, oh, it's yeah, food yeah. poisoning. It's just food poisoning. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking that's, that's it's like when you get it. bad lo mein. Bad lo mein? Lo yeah. mein poisoning. Yeah. But it's like. Tummy hurts. Tomain um, poisoning. I mean, maybe he just gave him a bunch of salads and they got romaine poisoning. <laughs> or perhaps, you know, he got sick while uh, uh, putting a security system in his car and he got low jack poisoning. What? Oh, man. Is that? No. No. Is that? No. <laughs> There's a great scene here with Serpentor and Cobra Commander where he's basically reporting like, hey, um, you know, we're doing what we can here, uh, Serpentor. This mission kind of sucks. <laughs> um, we have one sub. I mean, we're doing what we can, and Serpentor's like, I demand results. And I just have a, a Cobra Commander sound pull from that scene that just gave me a little bit of the giggles. He's always in such a hurry. That just brought me joy. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's just Cobra Commander being Cobra Commander. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if it's the deal where they, they wrote all those lines out, or they just like did it and then just let Lada just go. <laughs> <laughs> just say something. It'll be great. Um, I have two questions about this guy. One is, if he's only eating kelp, does he have super weird poops? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's got to stink. And number two is like, when he when he poops, like if I lived in a place that was like, oh, I'm surrounded by water, I would probably just go outside in the water and poop, like pantsless. You realize that going outside in this context means being under uh, uh, a crushing amount of yeah, water. Yeah, you would be crushed oh, if you went outside. I guess. Yeah, it would be more trouble than it's worth. Is there a torpedo tube you could crap into the torpedo Ooh, tube yeah. and then shoot it? Oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> 
I mean, I would like it. I would do it. I would do it. I mean, I, I was just saying how the physics here are already fucked up. Let's not take it any <laughs> further. Well, Zartan and Z- or Xandar and Zarana get into an argument about a water bottle that is very clearly not a water bottle. That was a little weird because they're drinking from a, or a glass. Mm-hmm. And it says, give me back my water bottle. And I think Zarana could have literally just said, well, it's not a water bottle, so you, I cannot give it back to you. Drink, drink, drink. And it would have been perfectly acceptable sister-brother behavior. In that one uh, episode where Shipwreck is telling the fairy tale, that would very much have fit in. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, and Le- Leatherneck and Wetsuit are fighting over a net because they're dumb, and that's what they do. Oh, God. Net. They can never even, even for self-preservation, they can't even come together. <laughs> and I have a feeling this is the part that Gina was talking about. When oh. it, t- it turned for LeCare because he says, one of you, one of you six people, yes. four of which are white men have to be made an example of, and he immediately picks the woman? Yeah, like, seriously, the only way it could be worse is if he was like, I'm going to hang one of you. I'm going to pick at random. All right, let's go with the black guy. <laughs> like, um, that's literally the only way this could be any well, worse. she was the one that, f- she was the first uh, malcontent. She was the one that uh, was yelling about the water first. So I yeah, think he just took, like, but he could have chosen uh, any of them legitimately. Yeah, because they, they were all raising hell. And then also, just logistically, if you le- if you really think that y- this is that you are the last surviving member of Cobra, and you're in an underwater place, and you have no idea how long you're going to be there, maybe for the rest of your lives, keep the one woman. You you've been stuck down there for how many episodes now? Yeah, and you finally get a woman, not just a woman, but someone as freaking hot as Zarana down in your like city, and the first thing you're going to do is kill her. You guys, yeah, like, you guys. what are you doing? Both here. of you, both of you. If you're down under the water that long, and your only companions are a bunch of robots. You're going to have to start having sex with robots. I don't. I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, you're not going to be at all interested in the female form anymore. I'm not a, or even indeed the male form. If uh, there isn't like a, a blinking panel of lights on uh, on your sex partner's chest, you're just not going to be able to get it up. I, I mean, it's you been know, a long Zorana, time. can you put the circuit board on so I can get hard, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying this is some sexist bullshit and this I is where I started to turn turn against him but he won me over Fair again enough. with his craziness and well, then I wanted someone to hire him Then, but then we turn it around right so G.I. Joe and Cobra team together to stop the execution they punch some guys and then they get put down again and so he's like now it has to be a double execution mm-hmm. I gotta pick somebody at random oh the black guy y- yeah so now I, he's I, sexist and racist yeah. he's leaving all four white dudes alive he is, he is, That's, uh, that is privilege in yeah. a nutshell Shell, He's everybody. representing all of society in yeah. this in this thing. All I right, let, oh, this is totally random. I've got to get rid of two. Ooh. Oh, could be anybody. Yeah, I don't like that he's using a water cannon to uh, to uh, fight back against people. <laughs> who are, I was wondering just what is in there. Is rights. it just water? It's Why just are they water. so affected by water? They're yeah, like, ah, like, oh, oh my god! Just, oh, oh, we can't fight back. That's We're wet. Water. We're damp. That's just poop water. Oh, then I would it's be I would be gross. I thought like, is it like does it have acid in it? Is it like lemon? And juice and no, it's, it got, it's got ass in it. It's got ass in it. No, literally, that's where he pees and poops. Wait, I was about to, are you, do you pee out your butt, Ray? Is that what's you guys here? don't. I should probably see Again, that doctor. Again, you need to go to that doctor. Um. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. They'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. Oh, is attacking. We're outnumbered. G.I. Joe to the rescue. 
the G.I. Joe personnel carrier holds 28 members of the G.I. Joe team. Let's go! Go get the new members of the G.I. Joe team! Here's Torpedo and Tripwire! Get the Joe team aboard and move them out! G.I. Joe! The G.I. Joe personnel carrier holds 28 Joe team members, each sold separately from Hasbro. Now, back to G.I. Joe. How about the fact that it's not just a firing squad execution, it's harpoon gun firing squad execution. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's rough right Out there. Bullets, because it's yeah. not, it, they're going to have to reload at least once or twice I mean, it makes, to finish you off. It makes sense. You want to save the bullets. Are there bullets? I don't know if there if there are or there aren't, but like you know, if you're if you're going mermaid hunting underwater, you want those bullets. And what's so cr- you're right. Uh, <laughs> what's so great about this is he goes, let's put on this record of the death march, and it's just Cold Slither again, <laughs> the only record he owns. So the irony of Zorana getting murdered by a firing squad of harpoons underwater while her brother's song is playing over the radio, yeah. has got to does Zartan has to feel weird about this use of Cold Slither? Also, here's here's the thing it wasn't cold slither's whole thing that there were subliminal messages in that song yes so maybe he's crazy because of the song oh, could be okay. that's the only song that uh, he has available that's the thing is i thought i thought that there was gonna be some revelation of like this is why he was crazy uh uh and it would have to do with the song because they made such a big deal about like it's the only thing we're hearing and I remember there was subliminal messages. Like maybe he was totally normal when he went on there and was like, I should listen to some music. And then he was like, ah, gotta do what Cobra tells me. They're uh, not telling me to do anything. Now I'm crazy. Also, he's like trapped deep, deep underwater <laughs> alone for Lord knows how long. I don't know how long. It's, it's been, been, it's been like the entire season. I mean, if I had time, books so. with me, I'd be down with that. It does. Well, you gotta like also it. remember he's <laughs> he was on the Cobra helicarrier that crashed crashed into the USS flag. Oh, yeah. He had to go to the ship he's not familiar with and start all this stuff up. So it's not like any of his stuff is there. Wait, this is the Cobra Helicarrier. No, this is the USS flag. flag. When it raises up from the water, it has a Cobra symbol on it. They are joined together because they crashed into each other. (laughs) Oh, okay. But I'm saying, like, at least as far as we know, they don't make reference to the Helicarrier part. That might have filled up with water. All he's got is the Joe part. So he's probably down there with nothing but jerking to do. I mean, there's probably some... If he can make it to the Helicarrier, there's probably some issues of Cobra life on there. I mean, that would be fantastic. I mean, but if you also think you're the last surviving man. Now, why would he even think that now that I think about it? Like, was every member of Cobra on that helicarrier? He knew that there were other Cobras in no, the world, No, he was right? assuming that since no one came for him, something oh, happened to them. okay. This is, it, what this an is, egomaniac. Uh, very much a play on the, uh, like the Japanese soldiers who, you know, like, uh, okay. are on an island in the Pacific and didn't realize that the World War uh, World War Two was over. By like oh. 20 or 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. And then, okay, so there's a big sea battle that har- starts again. Cobra Commander, I think, sets a record in this episode of attacking and retreating. Yeah. yeah. I think he, he does it three or four times. He makes, he makes a joke episode. about it, yeah. Yeah, it makes a point. Yeah. Uh, so uh, j- somehow in the middle of this battle, that's t- there are no submersibles. We've established neither side has submarines. Am I correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. They each had one. So why are they both dropping depth charges all over the place? What? Because he said, uh, Serpentor said, like, if I can't have it, nobody no can have it. Can. Blow it up. Oh, my God. Okay, because I really thought they were using them in warfare with each other. I could Completely glazed right over that line. I'm just like, we've, you know, there's no subs. What are, yeah. is anybody here doing? Yeah, now the job is to scotch the whole thing. Okay. So, and then, uh, uh, okay, so we get down there. We now, uh, the explosions move the USS flag to almost falling down a deep sea trench, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which would, that's it. If it goes down the trench, yeah. GG, we're done. And everybody's, uh, 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 
hurt down there and Zorana gets crapped under the thing and someone helps her out and she says, uh, uh, she says, uh, never thought a doubt would help me anyway. Except for mainframe. Yeah. I thought that was a weird line. That's a weird bit of lack of continuity for an episode that's brimming with it. I also feel like I really wanted mainframe to be under there because then we could have seen like a nice little tender moment between them. I mean, that would have been a, that would have been a two-parter if you, if you injected that element into it. Kind of have to. But also, like, I, I never thought a Joe would help me into anywhere except a sweet, sweet orgasm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would true. assume that that that's how that line Yeah, that's basically how that yeah. goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lacar, now he gets, they do, everybody gets rocked around in uh-huh, this. A lot uh-huh. of the bats have been hurt and blown up uh, by the by what have you. All the Joes and Cobras are fine. Lacar gets bumped on the head, and now he's just, like, normal again. This is not how mm-hmm. head injuries work. Although, I guess, like, sometimes it is. Sometimes, like, a head injury can, like, destroy your frontal lobe, and you become a totally different person. Well, yeah. But I don't think it can knock you sane again. It's a trope in a lot of like stuff of this era. Yeah. Of oh, he was acting all weird, and he got doctor like knock he, him on the head again. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's like with they uh, that that thing with the airplane where the woman's hysterical, so they slap her. Oh yeah. You mm. know, and so it's the same kind of thought process. Like if I just give them a brain injury, everything <laughs> will be fine. That's why years down the road now we're only just getting to realize that uh, football players have tremendous problems in late, later in life because yeah. of repetitive uh, brain injuries. It's a problem. Uh, <laughs> and because, boxers, for that matter. Yep. yep. Anybody who takes a lot of shots to the head. Yeah, the yeah. Back in the 80s, it was like, uh, something wrong with your head? Smack it. Fix it. Yeah, just, yeah. just go does, on does beating, work? beating those Smack wives and girlfriends of yours, mm-hmm. football men. Everybody is fighting right now, and Roadblock takes over. Again, he's the senior leader. Uh, I guess Zartan and Cobra maybe holds more. No, he's a mercenary. So I'd say Roadblock being the senior leadership person. In I mean, this crew, he's the he's the eldest brother, so he would sort of be the senior po- position in the. No, you're talking about Roadblock. Or... Yeah. Well, Roadblock, yeah. I'm saying like in GI Joe has holds a higher level of office than Zartan does in Cobra. Oh, and I'm saying that it. Zartan is the highest in the Cobra hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. His yeah. brother and sister are younger. But crossing over boundaries, I think Roadblock is up a little higher up the chain. Than like, Star if Day. you were trapped in a uh, uh, in a carrier at the bottom of the ocean mm-hmm. with your brothers, mm-hmm. you're going to have, um, you're going to be able to give orders to all of your brothers who are younger than you. Yeah, I only have an older brother, but he's taking orders from me no matter what. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I guess well, uh... I'm the boss in my family, and that just ends terribly. Is that yeah. <laughs> uh, if po- if possible, I kind of like the crazy guy even better when he's not crazy because he has a line to Roadblock when Roadblock is ordering him around. Hey, BA, the name's Lacar, Baldy. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I like his moxie. I like his non-crazy moxie. At this point, like you're not going to kick my ass. I can be rude. Yeah, uh, so yeah. We find out the inflatable cushions idea, or the many ping pong balls idea, basically that GI Joe was going to do isn't going to work because of the depth charge. Because <laughs> it's because it's a stupid idea. That's how they raise yeah. ships, though. They raise ships by putting inflatable things underneath it and then bringing them up. That's an actual thing that happens in the real world, Chan. Really? Yes, that is a real, oh, yeah, that yeah. is a legit strategy. Inflating crap, you Yeah, think? and then yeah. Mythbusters did a thing where they pumped ping pong balls under a ship to see how many it would take to raise it, and they and it worked. Oh, that's cool. So they just like had a hose. How did they get them from not floating away? Oh, they were in a net. In a net? Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it was super. That is a legitimate thing that like actually has happened in life. That's how they raise ships. Fair enough. Uh, Because you can't just like attach cables and pull them up because all that water it's just it's way too heavy heavy. and it just doesn't Mm -hmm. work. So he comes a roadblock into the idea. Let's use the antimatter device. Yeah, make the rotors go and then pick ourselves up again. So this is from a writing standpoint. 
This is a very well written episode because yes. you have the A plot, which is like, hey, let's get this, let's get this thing, this antimatter thing up. And then you have the B plot, which is like, oh, we're trapped. We got to get out, but still got to get the other thing. So they have like a perfect, you know, in writing class, they always tell you like have the A plot solve the B plot or the B plot solve the A plot. And so they have they have a perfect like, oh, yeah, we're going to get out of here by using this thing. And I had made a note of it because I was very impressed. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's almost it's, as if this David Karen fellow knows what he's doing. It's <laughs> almost like that. Uh, we have a Back to the Future moment, which I thought was interesting, where they, they have a giant cable that goes yeah. uh, with a prong thing, and then they go to put it in, and of course it's like three inches too short. I love that this and, – and again, I love this crazy cook because he just, he's just full of nicknames. Like he, he just called he just called him Baldy, and then I think he says, hey, big guy, I yep. need some help, big guy. Yeah. Well, they're, they're forming a bond right now. I mean, like, uh, like they would. Hey, big guy, I can't do it. <laughs> it's a good read, big guy. It's a very okay. good read. Yeah, yeah he's got uh, big uh, guy. But looking Baldi. at the court is all the. What Joes does he call like the rest over. of them? I don't think he ever talks to the rest. Hey, of them. makeup face. <laughs> hey, girl. I don't hey, think he's interested in Cobra boy, at this point. A girl. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I well, think I think he only calls. Hey, only... sweatsuit. <laughs> well, that's just a go. Uh, there's a lot of slack in that line if you look at it though. Yeah. Like, yeah, like tons of slack. Like, like that is not appropriate, BA. You may <laughs> you just needed help for your own ego or something. <laughs> like you just need the attention. Uh so they plug the thing in, rotors go up, boop, pops right up to the surface and creating some sort of vortex. Creating uh, a, a whirlpool. Starts sucking people in who are like <laughs> out in the air, not even in the water. <laughs> Well, you got to think about this right now, that the two ships, the hel- the air carrier and the flag, have now welded together through mm-hmm. heat and pressure. Mm-hmm. And now they're actually using the rotors of the giant helicarrier to pull up both of them at the same time, mm-hmm. which is fascinating to uh, me. There are multiple rotors, too, so the idea that it would create a single whirlpool like that. That's a little wonky. Like a- yeah. But, you know, at this point, why not? But then we go straight up real world. They get out of the ship, and everybody starts collapsing because they got... The bends. I, the I bends. knew as soon as he clutched his stomach and and uh, keeled over, I wrote down the bends. I thought about it at the beginning of this. I was like, once you get down there, aren't you going to get the bends if you try and come up? And the answer then is yes. Then that happened when they when he keeled over. At first, I thought I was like, oh yeah, obviously that yeah that kelp is uh-huh. it's going to do you a, do a number on you. <laughs> uh, uh, but also, they never say they say the term the bends. Never explain what it is. Kids don't know what the Benz is. Go get a book, Gina. I mean, they don't have Wikipedia back then. Like. I had to ask people, and then I found out, and I felt smarter because GI Joe was smarter than I was. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like that was something that uh, mommy, what's which the Benz? Gets passed around, and then eventually you have to you know figure out for yourself what the Benz is. Yeah, it's, I, it happens when you go too deep and then come up too fast. Yeah, because yeah, it's like something then, in your blood nitrogen. or something. Yeah, nitrogen. yeah, in your blood, air bubbles, yeah. basically in your blood. Yeah, it's rough, man. It can cause all sorts of problems, like mm-hmm. that, like on any of your joints and things like that. There's a house episode where that's the mystery because the house is always about solving a mystery. And there's a guy on a plane and he starts having horrible pl- pains, and then they can't figure out what it is. And it turns out he was underwater and then jumped on a plane. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Rough. You don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a go, stupid. Plot no, point. no. <laughs> like he, like he was like he had gone like scuba diving. And then, you know, like if he had just got stayed on the surface, but he got on a plane, so it was like too too much. 
too fast. I'm into it. Well, the, everybody gets the bends, except for the bats, of course, because they don't have veins, mm-hmm. for example. And Cobra Commander attacks again because fuck <laughs> yes, he yeah. does. I absolutely love it. And then he gets defeated again. Uh, he ends. This is how they recover Zartan, Zorana, and Xandar uh-huh. for the next episodes. I mean, that's the plot device for that. But then his quote right here. Give us one more quote, Chan, because uh, uh, Cobra Commander absolutely he nails the joke. I love it, man. I yep. love it. I love Fantastic. it. I love it. That is to the soul of the character right there. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Lakar actually helps G.I. Joe retain the antimatter device in this moment, so he gets to join G.I. Joe. Yeah, they, they ask him if he wants to, if he's coming with them. At some t- point, Zartan is like, are you coming with us? And he's like, no, you left me. Yeah, you're jerks. And then he's like, do you guys have room for a chef? We'll, we'll make, room. make room. You got room in G.I. Joe for a half-crazy, fully reformed ex-Cobra mess cook? Yeah, he I says that him. with a tone of voice that suggests, of course they will. Yeah, uh, he knows nev- their rep. Never mind right. uh, all the debriefing that he's going to have to go through. And by debriefing, I mean waterboarding. He's yeah, gonna have to go through I was, he was thinking a former like the only reason Cobra. he's not in Cobra anymore is because they didn't go back for him. That doesn't mean he's not still evil. Yeah. You guys are missing yeah. like maybe the big thing here, which is now Leatherneck Wetsuit, Roadblock, and Lakar all sharing a recovery oh, cell together. Yeah. You know how stinky his kelp poops would be in such a confined area? For 15 hours. They're in there for a long time. They're They're definitely going to poop at least once. Oh, you would think. And so this is the real torture of it. That's real waterboarding torture. Also, I feel like that's enough. Being stuck in a room with those guys is enough for him to be like, oh, I don't want to join the Joes. These two are super (laughs) obnoxious. I'm going back to Cobra. I'm going to bring them all all this fucking intel about what I'm seeing. Well, in theory, I don't think we see him again, but he joins the Joe team. I hate that. sorry. And then Leatherneck in wetsuit fight again in recovery for the second episode in a row. I like to think that Lakar is somewhere with that uh, gem character. What was her name from the first season? Oh, Satin. Satin. Lakar and Satin are both like working in the kitchens. (laughs) No, I'm saying they're working at Joe. Are you saying that women are only good for being in the kitchen? <laughs> well, Gina, I'm just that saying we ne- that's the one area of Joe headquarters we never see. Guys, uh, actually, I have the answer, unfortunately, is LeCare did work in G.I. Joe kitchens. But to your point earlier, he ended up having to be let go because he kept trying to fuck <laughs> the stand mixers. Yeah. I, also, the polar that's, bear that's is probably chance. in there from that one episode that we know joined G.I. Joe. Oh, absolutely. It's an Arctic. They're, uh, they're all in the kitchen. What does a polar bear know how to cook? Ah, it's fish. Thank you. He would do raw fish really well. Yeah. He's, his he's his claws are great for, for um, he can bring, chopping. He can bring people Coca-Colas. <laughs> yep. I think that this all holds up under Yeah, scrutiny. he's in there. All right. Guys, that was Raise the Flag. Uh, and thank you so much for Ray, listening right there. Ray is the Ray's, flag? Ray is the flag. I am Why the flag, it? everybody. I didn't want to say anything, but here we are. Um, Flapping in the breeze. <laughs> also, because uh, you asked me to... The answer to your question. Oh, how many times did they say raise the flag in this episode? Because I I sent you a message last night because it seemed like an awful lot. I just kept noticing it. Raise the flag and save those men. That's one. Raise the flag. Two. (laughs) We can't raise the flag now, gentlemen. Three. (laughs) Three different characters, too. There's no way we can raise the flag in time. That's four. There's four. Was it only four? Only four. Okay, I think I asked halfway I was, through the episode. I was way off. And there were none in the second half of the episode. I was expecting that gag to continue through, but it. But still, four times is pretty good to say the name of the episode. In yeah, it. that is Usually a lot. You get one, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know. 
Um, but there it is, guys. Some special thanks we got to say out there. Check us out on Patreon. Special thank you, the people, for listening. But if you want to check out our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash knowingishalfthepodcast. We're going to be recording an episode of Batman, the animated series, a bullet for bullet. Yeah. And it's going to be going up this weekend my, on our Patreon. My favorite cartoon series, yo. Five bucks a month, yo. Get on there, and we'll Ooh. give you the info and the deets to check out every back episode and every back episode of this show as well, and all the bonus episodes. So we are really, we have filled the locker with a bunch of stuff. Uh, we also want to say go to Amazon.com, BoardWalkAudio.com, slash Knowing is Half the Podcast, and go through their Amazon link. If you're going to buy anything on Amazon, hook us up that way. Uh, you can hit us up on social media with Facebook.com, slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. Let us know what you think. Uh, you know, If you want to write an article about us, we will absolutely repost it, <laughs> if it's nice. <laughs> if it's mean to, we'll probably still repost it. I will absolutely repost it. Yeah, Chan that. will repost it. Oh, I'll repost the nice ones. Give me them one-star reviews. Okay. Bring it on. That's right. Go on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. And we want to get Chan as Dr. Mindbender for this Halloween. That is our promise to you if we make that happen. Uh, otherwise, guys, we can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, the show is at G.I. Joe Podcast, but individually, I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And check us back uh, in the soon. We're not sure what's going on with next week yet. It might be a bonus episode. Check us back in the soon? In the soon. That would be next week. That's not what that Bottom means. line That's is. That's a phrase. Well, we might we might have like a, a a bonus episode for a little while just to kind of cover the gap. I'm going out of town is the deal. So we Oh. Might. I did not realize that. Yeah, this is coming up pretty fast. So uh, we might we might have to give you guys some sort of bonus episode, maybe a Find Your Fate book or something uh, next week to uh, fill the void. And then we'll be back uh, with more episodes after that. Till then, hit us up on Patreon, and you don't have to worry about any of that, because you'll have plenty of stuff to listen to. Five bucks, people. Five bucks. The Tringalingo Hula Humble Express. <laughs> and though it's smoker and it's crowded, they're too civilized to complain. When they've got two weeks vacation. Yep. Good night, everybody. Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of the Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming, and we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on the Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss, and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling in the water. And I remember screaming for my mom, trying to get this Game Boy Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh my just, god. Like, traumatized. I was like, no, my, my Pokemon. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co-op partners.